This is Recovery Collective with Tom Liu. Tom and his collective of guest contributors, callers, authors, speakers, and artists talk shift to educate and empower about recovery in its many forms to overcome and rise above the AVDCs, the addictions, vices, devices, distractions, or compulsions that may ail you or someone you know. Visit us online at recoverycollective.net and on Instagram at recovery underscore collective. This is Stuart Michelson from Join the Nation Recovery. You're listening to Recovery Collective with your host, Tom Liu. Listen in as Tom and his guests are spreading hope, strength, courage, and solutions to help you along your journey. Alcohol, drugs, sex, that's just the mask. That's not the problem. That's the end result. The problem is somewhere deep inside. Be vulnerable. Lift up your hand. Ask somebody for help. You'd be surprised how many people are going to help you. All right, welcome to Recovery Collective. How the heck are ya? Tom Liu. We are out there everywhere you are, wherever you want to be. Get on out there and check us out on our website, our show's website, recoverycollective.net, recoverycollective.net. Head on out there and check that out. What we do here is we bring together and connect a collective of creatives, experts, advocates, movers, and shifters, I like to call them, and you, our listeners, who dare to get up, stand up, and get down to the business at hand, which is to lend a helping hand to those still struggling. Still struggling with what? Well, I call them self-defeating behaviors. And there are many kinds of those, right? We all know that. There's all kinds of ways that we shoot ourselves in the foot sometimes. All of us, myself included, none of us are exempt from this. Just depends on how we do it, right? And what we do is we let our voice be heard on this show as we together talk, shift, about recovery in its many forms, and most importantly, share insights and solutions to overcome and rise above what I call the AVDCs. You heard that right. It's a rock and roll reference because that's my background. I'm a musician, been in rock bands for a long, long time, since all the way back in the 80s, and I like to talk about music on this show and reference it. It's part of who I am, and it's what I'm all about, but the AVDCs, those stand for the addictions, vices, devices, distractions, or compulsions that may ail you or someone you know. That's what I'm about. That's what this show is about. And I want to just thank you right now for listening and tuning in. And again, go back and listen to our past podcast episodes if you haven't caught all of them or some of them over at our website, recoverycollective.net. And also, I want to mention to you that you can donate to this show. That's right. We are unabashed about that. And uh, it's a good thing. You know, it costs money to put on radio shows and produce podcasts and web content and all that stuff. And if you've listened to this show for any time and you appreciate what we do here, not only me, but the guests that are on this show and the experience, strength, and hope that we share here, and you feel compelled to donate any little little bit helps we'd appreciate there's a donate button right out there on our website at recoverycollective.net it helps us underwrite the effort here to continue to produce this show and so we appreciate it think it's a bore to be in sobriety to be in recovery it's not think it's no fun think people just sit home and just twiddle their thumbs and wish they could be out partying it's not the way it is folks i'm here to tell you that is not the reality not for very very many 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 people i can tell you from experience myself and i'm going to guess that my guest that's going to be on here and Stuart Michelson is going to agree with me. Well, we'll talk to him about that. We will let him speak for himself on that. So this is the Recovery Collective Show. I'm your host, Tom Lou. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk to Stuart Michelson from Join the Nation podcast, radio and podcast show. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these. 
We'll be right back to Recovery Collective with Tom Liu. This portion of the show is brought to you by 16 Imaging Photography. Visit us at 16imaging.com. That's 16-I-M-A-G-I-N-G.com for fine art prints, to book shoots, and to schedule one-on-one photography coaching for you or someone you know. 16 Imaging. Seeing things literally through lenses, figuratively, despite filters. Tom Liu, the founder and host of Recovery Collective, is a professional speaker, radio host, writer, photographer, and certified professional coach. A National Speakers Association member, Tom talks shift from the intersection where human communication and psychology collide. Tom is a leadership consultant, communications trainer, recovery advocate, and former college academic dean and psychology instructor. Tom delivers multimedia keynote presentations, seminars, and workshops, as well as develops and facilitates custom programs for corporations, organizations, institutions, and facilities. Tom also conducts one-on-one coaching, sharing his lifestyle initiative training strategies on key communications, recovery, and leadership principles for personal and professional development. Email or text directly to Tom at recoverycollective.net or call 800-504-6416 with inquiries to book Tom for speaking engagements, individual coaching, or for radio, podcast, and media appearances. And visit TomLu.com. We're back to Recovery Collective with Tom Liu. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TomLiu2. That's T-O-M-L-E-U and the number two. Here's Tom. All right, welcome back to Recovery Collective. I'm Tom Liu, your host. Thanks for joining me. 106.1 FM, Clearwater, Tampa, out there on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, you name it, we are out there on demand. So I want to get right to it right here. My guest tonight, I'm very excited to speak to. This gentleman and I connected on social media. Isn't that the, isn't that the common storyline, I think, for most people? It's kind of the way people connect and stuff. It's one of the beautiful things about technology. But his name is Stuart Michelson. Stuart is a sobriety advocate. He's a motivational speaker and coach. And his backstory is fascinating. And we're going to dig into this a little bit here on The Recovery Collective Show. Having spent the better part of a decade in public life, Stuart understands from a political perspective the issues of mental health and the illness. What started out in his youth as simple nights out drinking with the boys, like myself as well, and probably like a lot of us, on the weekends, it led to drinking and driving a criminal record, abusive behavior, and a broken family. Stuart became a full-on alcoholic, and after a decade of alcohol abuse and abusive behavior, Stuart confronted his alcoholism head-on, a recovering alcoholic today, Stuart accepts life on life's terms, continues to attend AA meetings regularly, and has begun to help his fellows in their pursuit of a better life based on what he calls responsible sobriety. He says, quote, my passion is people and my life's journey includes your success. I'm not a doctor, nor do I have any formal training in recovery. But what I do have, he says, is a PhD in life experience. And I love that. Stuart Michelson, welcome to Recovery Collective. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Tom. How are you? Doing great. Thanks so much for taking a few minutes for me. I've been excited to talk to you all week since we uh, since we connected and booked this. Well, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, actually caught up with you. Uh, you've done a couple of uh, 
podcast from uh, people that I know, uh, one of your sponsors being uh, Austin Cooper. I heard you with Amy Dresner, and that's when I started connecting with you. Well, I wanted to hear what you had to say, and uh, I'm glad we were able to connect, and I'm glad I'm, a- I'm able to speak to your listeners today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again. We uh, crossed some common ground. You have a podcast yourself. We'll get into that, and you've you've talked to us, like you said, you've talked to some of the same people I have, and I think that's great. Uh, it's my position, Stuart, and you can weigh in on this. I'm sure you agree, but if not, you know, let's talk about it. I don't think there can be too many avenues, outlets, websites, web pages, Facebook groups, Instagram accounts, podcasts, radio shows, you name it, whatever you want to call it. I don't think there can be too many outlets and avenues talking about this subject of addiction and recovery. Your thoughts on that? I agree with you 100%. You know, uh, the United States uh, has uh, 22 million people in uh uh, long-term recovery, and even a larger number in still an active addiction. And every day that one person can get out there and speak to another and help somebody, because that's what this is all about. It's about helping your fellow man, helping your fellow woman. Uh, that's I'm all for that, and uh, that's what uh, Join the Nation is all about. It's about uh, trying to help one more person. Uh, along their journey, one day at a time. That's all it's all about. Absolutely. And so, you know, and, and I and I applaud your efforts that way. I've been over uh, to your website as well, where your podcast lives. You're, you're going to throw out your URL right here. It's askmefor, the number four, myhelp.com. Askmefor, number four, myhelp.com. That's where you can find the Join the Nation podcast with Stuart Michelson. And Stuart's my guest here on Recovery Collective tonight. So, Stuart, I do know this. And before we get into some, you know, just some of the weeds of what we're going to talk about here. I just want to throw a congratulations your way. It's my understanding you'd mentioned to me the other day that is it, am I right? And at the time of this broadcast, it was yesterday. You just passed a sobriety milestone yourself. Yeah, actually, I picked up uh, I picked up my three year chip uh, last evening in my home group. Uh, I really uh, I was really happy to do that, and uh, my uh, my better half was with me. My family was with me, but. You know what, those men and women who helped me on day one, they're all all members of my family. And I I was so, so uh, happy to be able to celebrate with them last evening. Congratulations to you. That is no small feat. Three years, continuous sobriety. And, you know, I, Stuart, I, I, I'm big on language. I'm, I'm a writer, too, like you. And I'm very big on words and the words we use when we write, the words we use when we speak. And when I talk about sobriety, you know, I think it's important uh, in my world, at least, you know, I talk about the word continuous sobriety in there because, let's face it, not everybody who begins a journey in sobriety um, continues. There's relapses. People fall off. They come back. They try it again. And sometimes for some folks, it takes many, many attempts, and that's okay. I'm not condemning that in any way, shape, or form. But when somebody gets some time under their belt, um, I'm a person that believes that, you know, the time that you have, it's worth celebrating because let's face it, based on that brief little bio about you that I just read, it sounds like three years of continuous sobriety for Stuart Michelson back in the day was probably the last thing that you thought maybe was something on, on the radar. Am I right in that? Well, uh, I think you you read uh, as part of my bio. You know, I was uh, I was an alcoholic, and I still am an alcoholic. I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I actually convinced myself that you know two bottles of wine a day for you know better part of ten years was was normal. So yes, when you can put uh, time uh, time behind you, when you can uh, see the uh, see through the weeds as we were talking about before, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, that's a uh, that's one hundred percent a uh, an achievement in and of itself. And I'm not here to pat myself on the back because I'm not. I just 
I'm taking it one day at a time. Sure. I'm trying to live life on life terms. No, absolutely. And, and, I, and I appreciate your humility with that. And the same with me. You know, it doesn't matter if it's uh, one day, three days, three years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever it is, you know, it is a day at a time. For those that struggle with any type of addiction, I call them the AVDCs, addictions, vices, devices, distractions, or compulsions. And of course, alcoholism, Stuart, you and I share that in common. That's my backstory, as well as a myriad of other drugs. But alcohol was the primary drug of choice for me and the thing that I got into uh, way, way over my head with at the time. And uh, for me, fortunately, it's been a number of years since I've had to pick up another drink and I don't take it for granted. And there were people like you, Stuart. My story is, although it might be a little different today, but my story is, is that I also went to AA and I was a part of the fellowship in Rockford, Illinois, where I'm originally from down here in Florida now, but originally from Northern Illinois. And I was a part of AA fellowship for a solid 10 years. And I have nothing but good things to say about AA. In my experience, I had a just a great group of support, fellowship, individuals that some of which are still some of my greatest friends today, both in person and online. But for me, my story goes is that about five years ago, um, it was time for me to do something different. And so I parted ways with AA, not because anything terrible happened, not because I've got uh, bad experiences per se, but it's just the evolution of my personal sobriety. And I believe that that is okay for people to do that. And there's a lot of methodologies and modalities, if you will, out there today. And so I want to get your take on that, being a person who is actively in AA, and again, three years of continuous sobriety is a, is a huge accomplishment, but tell us, take us on a quick journey here, Stuart, just, you know, the Reader's Digest version, I realize it can be very involved, but toward the end there, what was it like for you, and what happened, and what brought you to the place where you decided, you know what, I got to do something different and make some changes in my life? It's funny, because I was, um, I was uh, engaged to be married. And uh, I was having issues, uh, you know, I guess it would be, um, I'm not sure if you want to call them abusive issues, but I was having, uh, was having uh, you know, problems with, with tolerance. And my, uh, my, my ex-wife wanted me to go and see a psychiatrist. I went to see the psychiatrist and they said, hey, listen, you know what, can you, uh, can you spend some time with us? Like, do you think you could spend 45 minutes with us and, you know, share with us? I said, yeah, I probably could. But let me ask you something in this. You know, I drink, I drink quite a bit of wine. You know, I drink like two bottles a day. And my, my story led from there to actually, you know, spent doing a one-on-one with a psychiatrist talking about my drinking. And I, I had, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to quit. And I had him convinced that I could drink on my honeymoon, which, you know, I tried to explain that to my ex-wife and she wasn't very good with it, but I hid my drinking. You know, I hid my drinking from my ex-wife. I hid my drinking from my friends. I was a functioning drunk. And when it finally came came together, I guess, uh, was, you know, my, my ex-wife found me downstairs in the basement with a bottle in my hand, you know, slumped and sleeping, woke me up. She emptied out all the booze in the house, and then I still brought booze into the house, you know, sneaked it in. And then one day she found a bottle lying around, and she just lost it. And she, you know, she said to me, listen, you either, you either go and get some help. Or it's done. And I was, I, I let, let me tell you, I was only married for three months, Tom. So wow. it's not like I was married. I didn't have a huge history in the marriage department. What happened was, is I, you know, I said, yeah, no problems. And I went, I started in AA. You know, I found a local group and I started in AA. I mean, there were a couple different, uh, different uh, groups that I tried. Uh, you know, like they say in AA, you know, try and find different groups. And, you know, yeah. where, where you match is where you're going to be. And one night I told her I was going. 
and I, you know, just to be transparent, because I was trying to be transparent, trying to be honest, you know, I, yeah. you know, on the, on the cell phones today, you can do the, um, you, you, like, you let your friends know where you're going. Right. So she, she, you know, she realized that I hadn't gone to my meeting. I lied to her and she threw me out the next day. Then from there, you know, just my life just went into a spiral. You know, I went, uh, you know, like you talked, uh, you know, I, I've been incarcerated. I spent time behind uh, behind bars. It, it was it was very difficult for me. And but in all the time that I went in, and I was in, incarcerated, obviously there's no alcohol there. But then I never, I just I continued because I I originally went into AA with the wrong in the wrong reasons was trying to save a marriage. But my marriage was done already. My marriage was done because not because I lied to my ex-partner or my ex-wife is because I really lied to myself and that's what this is all about you cannot lie to yourself you know at the end of the day they always say you know if the tree falls in the forest will anybody hear well you know some people think it, you may not hear anything but you're the one who's going to hear it so you can't lie to yourself you got to be honest with yourself let me back up for a second just to clarify so a few minutes ago you said you didn't want to quit drinking and your motives for going into AA initially were to as you mentioned to appease your, your then spouse but so you actually started in but then you you went to jail and then you were obviously forced sober while you were incarcerated. And then when you got out of jail, you just continued on to AA then. Is that my understanding? I went to AA. My ex-wife had me incarcerated numerous times. So it's like I I didn't go to a meeting just because I couldn't physically get to a meeting. Right. And then, but once I, once I finally got out, yeah, I continued, I continued in AA and that's how I've been, how I've been going along my journey. So when did it change for you, Stuart, from not, you said, I didn't want to quit drinking and uh, kind of coerced, if you will, for whatever reasons into AA, whether it be from your spouse or you know going to jail and all that stuff. When was the point or a roundabout? And maybe it was a magical moment. Some people have those. Some people, it's not a moment they can pinpoint. It was just a gradual thing. But when did it shift for you from not wanting to and just needing to, to really wanting to, to be able to get to where you are today some three years later? How did that process go for you the evolution of that well you know i guess where it you know they always talk about an aha moment and i i remember telling this to another 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 podcast that i had done you know my aha aha moment wasn't the typical aha moment where it's like i reached the rock bottom and then all of a sudden it was like you know here this is this is what said you know this was the the finding moment that made me made me uh, continue along this journey and just, you know, continue to, to promote and to advocate um, for recovery. My aha moment was actually um, my present uh, my present girlfriend. You know, we were talking one day and, and, you know, we were talking about, I said to her, I said, the only reason, the only people I ever told about my addiction was my doctor and my psychiatrist. And the reason why was because I still believe in the Hippocratic Oath. So in other words, you know, if I tell a doctor something, they're supposed to keep it in confidence so nobody would know. And the same thing with my psychiatrist. You know, so I said, that's why, you know, this, these are the two people I told. But she's, I said, today, I speak loud and proud about my recovery. I'm, I'm not anonymous. And she said to me, she said, you know what? That's your aha moment. Your aha moment was the moment that you decided to speak loud and proud about your recovery. So, you know, I, uh, I guess the, what it was for me is I just... I, I went in for the wrong reasons. I went in because I was pushed in. But then I never, I just decided that that's what I wanted to do. And that's just, you know, alcohol was no longer something that was that, that was a benefit to me. It never was a benefit to me. If anything, it was a cost. cost to me. You know, it, 
I always lost things from it. I lost a marriage. I lost, I lost relationships. I lost homes. I lost, you name it. It was always a loss. It was a lose-lose proposition to be, to be under the influence. So, you know, when I, when I got out of jail, I just continued along my way, and that's, that's just how it continued. And certainly while you were in the program, you know, you, you, you were benefiting from hearing the stories, as they say, the, the experience, strength, and hope from others who had been there, done that, been there before you. And if you want what they have, you, you do what they do. You take suggestions. These are all uh, phraseologies that you hear in 12-step groups, in AA meetings. And um, eventually it sounds like it just started to begin to sink in and, and started to stick for you. Well, that's exactly what happened. Like you said, uh, you know, last evening we talked about it. We talked about, I talked to my, you know, my family, as I call them, you know, we all have options. And that's the truth. We have options. You know, you know, life, dealing with life on life's terms isn't easy. But you can choose the right option, the next right thing to do, or you choose the next wrong thing to do. And I just continue to choose the next right thing to do. And the next right option was you know, lifting my hand and not being afraid and being vulnerable. Like, look, I'm vulnerable today. I, I don't, I'm not holding back here. I'm telling you the yes. way my life has gone. You've got to be vulnerable. And, and that's what I was. Oh, absolutely. I mean, to, to look at, Stuart, to speak loud and proud about being an alcoholic and going through these uh, low points in your life and then going forward and talking about it openly with me right now and on radio shows and podcasts, your own podcast and all of that, a lot of vulnerability there, a lot of uh, a lot of uncertainty with that. For me, my story is it was years before I was you know, willing to go out there like this and be as vocal as I am today, and there's a lot of reasons for that. It's for another conversation, but you know, today, like you said, those stats you threw out 22 million and all these others and that's just what we know that's just the reported stuff i'm sure it's bigger even but there are people that need to hear what we're talking about right now not only what we're talking about but what countless other shows and individuals are talking about from whatever it is on this show Stuart. you know we've had people on talking about other kinds of addictions in addition to alcohol of course drugs eating disorders of individuals that were addicted to uh you know um steroids and things like that love addiction sex addiction food you name it there's all kinds of ways that we, you know, we self-defeat, as I say. And so I applaud you for what you're doing here. So, but I think I'm hearing what you're saying now too, is this, and this is the thing that I, I, I speak about a lot on this show is that sometimes people come up to me and they're like, oh, well, geez, you, you have it all figured out. You're clean and sober now. Well, hardly. See, that's just it. <laughs> I thought I had it figured out before. Getting sober made me realize how much I really didn't know about so many things. And that's not to say I'm not a smart person. It just means to say learning about yourself, getting humble, which is a key thing in recovery from anything, whether you're in 12 Steps AA or not. Humility is a huge part of it. And in realizing what you don't know, accepting the help of others. But life is hard. And you say it on your website here. We're talking with Stuart Michelson, Join the Nation podcast. It's Ask Me For, the number for myhelp.com. You say, sobriety isn't easy, but it's worth it. Can you talk about that for a minute? I mean, let's face it. Life continues on whether we're drinking and using or not. Yeah. I say it that life isn't easy, but it's worth it because like I said, I was pushed into this, but I, I, I read statistics. I read the news. I follow the social media that, you know, the way you and I interact. I follow the social media. The biggest problem today is that people just don't lift up their hand and ask for help. And life is worth it because, you know, we only have one chance at this. We're not going to get the nine lives like, like, you know, some like cats. We only got one chance at this. And if you want what I have, if you want what Tom has, you've got to be able, you've got to be willing to do whatever it takes to get it. And so life 
isn't easy. It's going to throw you curveballs. It's going to throw you. It's going to throw you obstacles. But if you use the tools that you gain. Now, like you said, you can be in AA, you can be in smart recovery, you can be in refuge recovery. No matter what what sort of group that you decide to choose and what sort of avenue do you decide to, to work with, if you can learn that, you know, be vulnerable, lift up your hand, ask somebody for help, you'd be surprised how many people are going to help you. You said a key thing a second ago, Stuart, and I want to just tag on that. You said whatever group a person chooses to to pursue or join or become a part of. And I think that's a key point. In my humble opinion here, isolation is the killer of any good addict or addictive behavior of any sort. You've got to connect with other people. You've got to reach out, whether it be one person, two, a, a whole group, a hundred people, whatever it is. Like you keep saying, raise your hand, speak your truth, ask for help. We can't do it alone. See, I was a great isolator, Stuart. I, I, I like to, you know, just kind of go off on my own and I'll figure this out on my own. And I think in the age of the internet and technology, it's empowered a lot of us to even be more that way because we have just about any amount of information we ever wanted at our fingertips via the internet. But there's no replacing the magic that happens when two people come together and talk about something that they have in common, when they can share that experience and the common bond, and although their stories might be different, and this is the thing that I got from attending AA for, for so many years myself, is the stories maybe were different, but at the core, the, the foundational stuff was the same. And these people that I, I listened to then, and still to this day in various ways, they spoke the same language I did, and I thought that nobody understood how I felt. And what I found was in the, the rooms of AA, my story is, is that there was a whole bunch of people and I wasn't as unique as I thought. And there were solutions and there were people, like you said, Stuart, that were living life on life's terms, but they weren't using alcohol and drugs and all the other things. And, uh, you know, it, it was just a whole new world, but I had to give it a chance and I had to step out and uh, like you're doing here and I want to talk about your your podcast here really quick if I can Stuart Michelson's on the phone with me here on Recovery Collective he has a, a podcast called Join the Nation Radio it's a podcast dedicated to everyone who is suffering and the loved ones who are coping with the disease everyone has a story a message of hope strength and courage and he, like you said Stuart you say here raise your hand and speak your truth proud and loud and so you want to talk about your podcast uh, for a minute uh, where people can find it and, and what you're doing with that Sure. Well, the, the podcast was actually, um, I've been working at this for a little over a year. And I had a friend of mine who uh, who was a podcaster, and he, and he got me involved, and he got me into, into doing the podcasting. And what I've done is, you know, like it, like I said, you know, it's it's a place where, where people of like mind can speak about their issue. We can talk about, about the issue of, you know, addiction. Uh, whatever the addiction is, like we talked about, it could be alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling. Technology is an addiction. Our cell phones are an addiction. Yeah. But another another thing that that, that Join the Nation is about is addiction is a mental health issue. And what people have to understand is, you know, you can. We're also talking about anxiety. We're talking about uh, PTSD. We're talking about bipolar. We're talking about all different brain issues, which which is. What Join the Nation is all about, I'm, I'm putting together, you know, I'm going to give you a little thing here. I'm putting together an event, hopefully next year, whereby we're going to bring mental health advocates and patients together and get people to learn. It's, it's going to be a learning process for people, and that's something that's very, very special for me. I'm right now working with a group of, of young people, and, you know, young people have got to understand that 
you know, you've got to lift your hand up when it happens in your in your younger years. And, you know, alcohol, drugs, uh, sex, that's just the mask. That's not the problem. That's the end result. The problem is somewhere deep inside. That's why we've got to get together and we've got to help people and we've got to get them to lift up their hands and speak their truth. And that's what Join the Nation is all about. It gives you an opportunity to talk about your truth in a, in, a, in a way that people will understand. And it's like-minded people talking to like-minded people. Absolutely. And I think it's great what you're doing. And I love it. Again, your website is askmefor, the number four, askmeformyhelp.com. Write that down. You're listening to this uh, live here down in the Clearwater, Tampa area, or you're listening to this podcast six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, askmeformyhelp.com. It's Stuart Michelson. So you're putting together an event for next year. and, And I couldn't agree with you more, Stuart, on the statement you made about addiction as a mental health issue as the technology is evolving and the more we're learning about the brain and the brain chemistry and how all of that works and the biology of it all and uh you know some of the theories that maybe i don't know how old you are but i'm I'm guessing you and i are maybe in the same general neck of the woods age-wise you know back when i was young the things that we know today weren't as known then we didn't have the science, I guess I'll say, that we do today in terms of you know the genesis of addiction and how a lot of things factor into it. And like you said, with mental health, anxiety, depression, bipolar, PTSD, any other number of types of personality disorders and things along those lines, all of these things mix in and it's, uh, it's not cut and dry. It's not black and white and it's not A or B. It's a continuum and there's a lot of gray area. 100% there's, there's, there's you know, the brain is a gray matter. There's lots of gray areas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There. And but yes, it's 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 just a phenomenon. It's just a, a a situation right now where you know we've got to we we for such a long time we didn't we didn't put any emphasis on it. I'll give you an example. When I was a young kid, you know, you you get bullied in the schoolyard, whatever the case may be. You know, who are you going to talk to? You got one guidance counselor for a whole school. Today they've got guidance counselors. They got therapists. You name it. There's such a huge amount of resources that are offered in institutions today, whether it be in schools, whether it be in, in colleges, uh, whether it be in even in your in companies. There's so many resources that are offered. You know, employee assisted programs that are in so many different pro different companies. Why? Because it's it's an issue. You and I are vocal about it, but you can walk down the street, uh, Tom, in, in Tampa or Clearwater. And you would never know if somebody has got an addiction, somebody's got a mental health issue. You won't know this. You're just because we all look the same. We're all we, we, we don't show our we don't really show our our disease or our or our mental health issue. It's only when we get into situations that all of a sudden it manifests. So, you know, we need to address that issue. It's, it's, it's a fundamental issue when it comes to every addiction that's out there. It's fundamental mental health the mental health aspect of it. You make a good point on that, and you're right. You walk down the street, and it's still one of those things, as as widely talked about, or as more so as it's talked about today than it ever used to be, it's still not talked about a lot. We, we use the word stigma a lot when we in the addiction recovery community, of course. No one's going to disagree that there's a stigma around addiction. That's why it's often swept under the carpet and it's not talked about. But then we talk about on this show a lot too, Stuart, as well, about the stigma of recovery. You know, there's many times, I don't know if you've had these experiences, but I'll say to somebody, you know, somewhere at a social event, you know, do you want to drink or whatever? No, I don't drink. Oh, well, okay, well, how about just one? No, I don't drink 
at all. Oh, you, you don't, you know, it's almost like a sympathetic thing. Like, oh, too bad. I'm like, no, it, it's not too bad. I, you know, not at all. Absolutely not. No. There's a stigma around recovery. And one of the purposes of this show is to blow the lid off of that because recovery rocks, I like to say. And uh, your thoughts on that? Well, you 100%. We just, we just reflect, finished Recovery Month 2018. Um, you know, in, uh, in uh, Rhode Island at the, end of the, at the end of last month, you know, 14,000 people in, in recovery uh, were gathered together in, in Pawtucket to, uh, to attend a, a, a huge recovery fest. Recovery, recovery is not boring. Recovery is cool. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. You know, I, like I said, I speak loud and proud. And, and, and one of the things I talk about is we have to end the stigma. We have to end the silence. We have to end the judgment. People are judgmental because they don't understand. That's what it is. Human yep. nature. We fear that fear. we don't understand. Well, listen, we're here. The fourteen thousand that were in Pawtucket, the twenty, the twenty-three million and plus that are in, in long-term, uh, long-term uh, recovery. We're here to explain it to you. We don't have a problem to explain it. I speak it loud and proud. You know, it may come to the detriment because, you know, some people don't for whatever the reasons it is. But I can't. If I'm going to be true to myself, then I have to speak and I have to talk about something that is that is fundamental in my life, and that's my recovery. It's just as important as my the birth of my daughter, my loved ones, my family, which is my AA family. It's all important, but it's it, my recovery is the most important thing. That is that is me. I have to practice my recovery. Every single day. Good point. Practicing it. It's like anything else. You, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it is one of those things. And I think that's a great analogy right there. Stuart, in the last couple of minutes, you mentioned the word responsible sobriety. And I just liked how you put that. I um, mean, you had it in all caps and everything. Can you talk about your view on that? What do you mean by, quote, responsible sobriety? Well, you know, sober, you know, what does sober mean? It means you're, you know, you're, you're abstaining from something, right? You're, you're staying clean. In, in some ways. And responsible sobriety was, you know, you've got to be responsible for your actions. When I, when I got myself in trouble, you know, I didn't take responsibility for my actions. You know, I tried to always find an outlet that would save me from taking responsibility. And that's what sobriety is about. Is it? It's about assuming your responsibilities. It's about assuming your truth. It's about living your truth. It's about owning your truth. And so that's what responsible sobriety is all about, owning, owning who you are from the inside out, because you attract those, the people you attract, yeah, the people you attract are based on what you put out into the world. So I put out into the world that I'm a responsible individual today based on the work that I've done over the last numerous years. I, I put that out there and I speak it, like I said, loud and proud that I'm responsible I'm sober, and I'm glad to be sober because, you know, sometimes you, you go to different places, you go to different events, and I, and I don't get triggered like some other people do. And if you do get triggered, please stay away from certain, certain stay away from your triggers. Right. But I don't, I don't get triggered by, by going into, like, you know, into a reception hall, like, you know, if I have to go to a family event. You know, it's, it's comical to see how some people act, but yet I think to myself, you know what, I probably was like that when I was... <laughs> 
not responsible. Right. right. So. It's Stuart Michelson from Join the Nation Network, the coach, the podcaster, the speaker. Ask me for my help. Dot com. You're also out there on social media, of course, Stuart everywhere. Uh, Facebook, it's Join the Nation Network. Instagram, Join the Nation Network. Twitter, TN Network and on Twitter. And so you can find you out there. My last question for you, Stuart, I kind of conclude each interview this way. And I like to get everybody's opinions on this. You know, someone's listening right now. They've listened to us this entire time. They've listened to your perspectives on where you've been, where you're at today, how things are going. But someone's listening right now. They're struggling still. They are on the fence with whether it's alcohol some other drug, some other kind of mental illness, some combination, whatever it is. And they're resistant, perhaps, to pulling the trigger, standing up, reaching out, asking for help, as we've been talking about. What's your message to them right here, right now? Well, my message, my message is, you know, you've got to admit your truth to yourself. You've got to be honest with yourself. Once you're honest with yourself, when you can say to yourself, you know what, I've had too much, I've done too much, I can't do this anymore. When you're honest with yourself, that's the minute, that's the second you're going to be able to lift up that hand and say, listen, Tom, I need help. How can you help me? Stuart, how can you help me? But you've got to be honest with yourself because I can't do the work for you. You're the only one who can do the work for yourself. I can show you the right direction. There are plenty of people. Tom can show you the right direction, but we can't do the physical work for you. So the honesty has to be there deep inside. Look deep inside yourself. Be honest with yourself. And then please pick up the phone. Contact Tom. Contact me. Find somebody. Find somebody that you trust and just ask them for help. That's what it's about. Asking somebody for help. Trusting somebody to ask them for the help. Absolutely. Great advice. Stuart Michelson from Join the Nation Network. It's podcast, askmeformyhelp.com. Stuart, I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your uh, your experience, your strength, your hope, your words of wisdom here. I know it's going to affect somebody, whether someone's listening live right now or, again, a year from now on this podcast. Uh, I really, really appreciate you, and you've got some valuable insights here. Thank you for coming on the Recovery Collective Show. Thank you, Tom, for, for having me, and I, and I thank all your listeners for, for listening in. And I look forward to connecting with you more as we go forward here, Stuart. All right, there he goes. It's Stuart Michelson. You are listening to Recovery Collective. Head on out and check out Stuart's website and listen to his podcast. Download his previous episodes. He's got a wealth of great stuff there. It's askme4myhelp.com. It's Join the Nation Network. It's Stuart Michelson. My name's Tom Lou. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the concluding segment here on Recovery Collective. We'll be right back to Recovery Collective with Tom Liu. Sober Evolution is the recovery space created by the internationally recognized life-building coach, Austin F. Cooper, and a proud sponsor of Recovery Collective. You can find Sober Evolution on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and at Sober-Evolution.com. This world-renowned organization is filled with experience, strength, and hope for those who are looking to build their lives in recovery and smash the stigmas surrounding addiction. Sober Evolution also organizes and hosts exciting, one-of-a-kind events supporting the world of recovery throughout the nation. Don't hesitate to reach out and find out more about Sober Evolution at Sober-Evolution.com.
This portion of the show is brought to you by Skincare Keys, rocking and rolling with the number one skincare brand in North America. To unlock your life changing skincare, contact Bobby at skincarekeys at gmail.com or visit us at skincarekeys.com to find out how you can get involved in this exploding business. Listening to Recovery Collective with Tom Liu. This is Amy Bresner, the author of My Fair Junkie, a memoir of getting dirty and staying clean, and you're listening to Tom Liu. This is Chris Brenna, Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, Narles Barkley, Michael Sweet from Striper. Hey, this is Frankie from Sick of the Hill. This is Mickey Jill. This is Jack Russell from Jack Russell's Great Wag. Hey, Ricky Rackman here. You know the guy you used to watch on Headbangers Ball. It's comedian and that metal show host, Don Jameson. This is Jim Florentine. This is Ronnie Lantigra from TNT. This is Jerry Dixon of Warrant. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. This is Scott Phillips. And Brian Marshall from Altbridge. This is Bill Leverty from Firehouse. This is Kelly Kagan from Night Ranger. I'm Hang in with Tom Lou. You listen with my pal Tom Lou. With my brother Tom Lou. With my favorite host Tom Lou. With Tom Lou right here. With the one, the only Tom Lou. Crank it up. Nice. All right, welcome back to Recovery Collective. I'm Tom Liu. Thanks for joining me. Big thanks to my previous guest, Stuart Michelson from Join the Nation Network. Stuart is a great guy. He's doing some great, great work around the area of recovery and mental health. And uh, if you couldn't tell from listening to that interview, Stuart is passionate about this subject. And I love people like that. And I applaud everything he's doing. So head on out to Ask Me for My help the number four.com and follow Stuart. listen to his podcast really appreciate it if you're just picking up the show right now you're just tuning in kind of late you missed it all of our past episodes which are also all available in one spot conveniently for you which is recoverycollective.net recoverycollective.net that is a place my email is tom at recoverycollective.net thanks so much for listening to recovery collective my name is tom lou we'll talk to you again stay tuned in Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia.